following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Main Street Sports. Today on the program, our guests include Spring Hill baseball coach Paul Lamb in the coach's corner. Uh, You can read about him and his special young team in this week's edition of Main Street Murray. Mo with a feature article on him. Vanderbilt Athletics Director Candace Story Lee will be joining us around 3 o'clock today. Looking forward to that. The Braves continue their W's. I'm going to run out of room on my lower third graphic. Now 14 in a row for the Bravos. Titans minicamp discussion going on this week. And Stanley Cup Final Game 1 last night. NBA Finals Game 6 tonight. We'll talk about it all. J.P. Plant, one Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. A second Hall of Famer, Teresa Walker, our special guest host today. Welcome in to Main Street Sports Today for this Thursday. Guys, how you doing? Doing all right for a Thursday, JP. How's things in the Berg? Uh, they're hot and steamy, but glad to be here. I've got the fan going above me, and the, um, the thermostat set at 75, so it doesn't break the bank. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure the... Light and power people in Lawrence uh, County appreciate they that. They'd rather you have it at 78, I think, uh, is the word. But trust me, hey. I'm not there either. Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple Teresa, of fans going too. <laughs> good afternoon. Good afternoon. And and I'll say this. Mine is set at 74. I pushed to 75 a day ago. Uh, just because when you come in from Titans minicamp, where it's hot, hot, hot. And uh, yeah, I didn't need to walk into an ice freezer. Um, but, uh, 74, but you know what, my house, I, I put in new windows a couple years ago and it's like, my house is very well insulated. So my air conditioner is not running constantly to keep it at 74. So I, I don't feel I, I recycle. I do all the wonderful things, but you're not getting me to 78. I'm sorry. <laughs> you drawn the line there, Teresa. The right? line has been drawn. There it is. 74. Not 78. Yeah. Um, Great show here Thursday, as as JP mentioned in the open. We've got Paul Lambs, longtime Spring Hill baseball coach, joining us in the next segment. Um, yeah, we've got a got a kind of a Father's Day ish article up on the website at MainStreetMurray.com in recognition of that holiday coming up this weekend. So um, be sure and check that out. We're we're going to tap into some of Teresa's expertise as she mentioned um titans minicamp we get some thoughts from her later on in this first half of the show and a a subject that Teresa's probably not going to enjoy a whole lot the the streaking braves because they are getting ready for her streaking cubs only they're streaking in the other direction Skidding. That's you don't say streak streaking when you're losing. Uh, I've had that pounded into me by an AP colleague or two. It is skidding. You streak when you win. You skid when you lose. Well, they are certainly skidding. I think they have lost their last nine now. So, um, yeah, the the skid is on on the north Yikes. side. Yeah. So this this weekend should be fun for you. Uh, yeah. For- well. 
That's for cup for cub fans who are intelligent who have been around for more than a minute, we've seen this before. So it's like it's not, you know, we've seen the owners of the Cubs go cheap. Uh, excuse me, rebuild is what they're calling it. I'm not so sure it's a rebuild when it's this ugly. Um, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. So as I was saying earlier, it's like, I, you know, if I, I'm a lifelong Cub fan, you enjoy this weekend. I'm not paying any attention to baseball this season. Just saying. Ow. <laughs> I love it. Second hour, Candace Lee, Vanderbilt Athletics Director, um, Talking about goings on over on West End, some some new additions over there in terms of the sports menu that we've been trying to get a hold of her to, to discuss and looking forward to finally doing so. Teresa getting some mail ready to to go out. She she got something to say to some folks. And um, you know, we had Pete Weber on yesterday, the voice of the Nashville Predators, to kind of preview the Stanley Cup final, and JP, mm -hmm. he told us the Avalanche would, were going to be entertaining. Yes. Mm -hmm. They were for, for 60 minutes plus, Yes, as it turned out. So, Yeah, 62 roughly, I think, uh, about two minutes in, into that overtime. Uh, and and what a scene there in, in Denver. And that that's the beautiful thing about hockey. Teresa obviously can, can comment on this too, but, you know, that – the overtime in hockey is is the best in playoffs in professional sports, and uh, just the sudden death uh, vibe you have with that. And there's nothing better than an overtime goal in uh, the Stanley Cup Final. What a great way to start the series! Absolutely. Um, we'll also get into Game Six of the NBA Finals and um, kind of get Teresa's input on that, as she has closely followed a Mex a Memphis Grizzlies team that was vanquished by the Western Conference champion Warriors en route to these finals. So I'm sure she's got some thoughts on that. But our top story today, the first T, I guess, JP. I like it. Um, as as the U.S. Open started this morning at, at the Country Club. A little presumptuous name there, isn't it? The Country Club yeah, what, in what Brookline, I've, Massachusetts. Yeah, I was watching a little bit of that today, and I've got it on, by the way. But uh, what I learned today, you know, th something I learned, is that this was one of the original five country clubs in the country to uh, be a member of the PGA to join that. Uh, and it is obviously one of the first country clubs in the country. Maybe it may be the first. I, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. being in Boston and the history there, so so they've got a little bit of um, mark to call themselves the country club. The country, the country club. club. Okay. At least it's not in Columbus, Ohio. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> the country club adjacent to the Ohio State yeah. University. Yeah, at least it's you. at least it's not that. So. Uh, Rory, Rory McElroy, say that three times fast, <laughs> is in the clubhouse with a three under 67, um, one of four atop the leaderboard right now, along with Callum Taron, David Lingmurth, and Aaron Wise. So McElroy, the, the early leader or co-leader at the country club for the first round of the 
U.S. Open. So. <laughs> Did you see the moment where he had a little bit of a meltdown in a bunker? That uh, any this is why I think the U.S. Open, the Masters. I think this is why the normal fan who may not be a golf fan tunes into the majors is to see the best in the game struggle like us. <laughs> Look like us when he tried to get <laughs> out of that bunker and he and it just kind of squibbed out a little bit. He took that club and he started just tomahawking. It's like uh. it's like. Who among us haven't haven't been there? I haven't done that in a bunker, but I have done that. And shoot, my husband has snapped a couple of golf clubs against trees, sometimes okay. not intentionally. And one time had a golf club run off the, the, the whole club. The club head went into the river. It beat the ball across <laughs> the river, although the club head went boom. So it, it's, yeah, I, I that's what I tune into the majors for. And that's what I'll probably be watching this weekend rather than the Cubs Braves. <laughs> That's a good reason. Well, I'm glad you'll have. I'm glad you'll have some alternative viewing, Teresa. <laughs> I um, I I don't need to watch golfing meltdowns because it would probably remind me of myself way too much. So um, I'm good. I'm good. We're we're just going to focus on 15, 16, and 17 this weekend. Those aren't holes. I know what you were talking about. Trust me. I follow you on Twitter. So I see it when, you know, you you're posting about the latest ad. There's a lot of Atlanta uh, fans in the Tennessee media group. I'll just say so from East to, to, you know, that line of Braves fans ends probably at Bucksnort. And that's where the Cardinal nation seems to pick up among media people. I'm just saying. You know, you you'll find a few Reds fans in this area as well, but but yeah, right now not n- probably not as many right now, but you know, yeah. Besides, yeah, there's a couple. We know who they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, JP, yes, sir. The rundown is not very long today. It is not, and that's okay. <laughs> are you ready for it? Did, hey, I'll say this uh-huh. though. Did anybody see Dream On last night? I have not seen it. I I intend to see it. I have not seen it, but... um, It is worth every minute. They ran all three parts last night, back to back to back. Uh, I recorded it in the wee hours. It's also on ESPN Plus. And I, I... I am somebody who talked to many of the members of that team. Uh, You know, the 20th anniversary was 2016. So before Rio and the Olympics, I got to help uh, Doug Feinberg put together a package. And so I talked to so many of them, you know, about some of their memories and Carla McGee, you know, former lady Vol, I had, I knew about that car accident, but it's like, you know, like Rebecca Lobo tweeted last night, she goes, we knew she'd been a car accident. We didn't know how bad it was. Uh, She nearly died over in Knoxville. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, in, in the story that she tells in that documentary about getting a call from President Clinton and thinking she was being, you know, having a joke played on her. She told me that story back in 2016. Uh, I, I got to talk to Venus Lacey, uh, you know, so many of these women. And, you know, and then to go behind the scenes, because that's what makes this so great of a documentary, is there's so much video capturing them along their tour, along the training. And, you know, if you want to call a, a new nickname, if you hate a coach that's driving you nuts, Lucy. They call Tara Vanderveer Lucy, and that's short for Lucifer. Wow. Whoa. It, Go right it, in. It, 
every minute was just I, I couldn't get up and I, it was not something to dvr if you if you were watching it live you wanted you just had to sit down and just watch it and you know it, it was like old school it's like oh there's a commercial i better go get something to drink uh because you didn't want to miss it once it came back on and 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 uh, mo a friend of ours uh milton uh, Kent, he had mm -hmm. a story and a byline that was featured in the first 15 minutes of episode one. So keep an eye out when you do watch that. Oh, I saw his post on Facebook to that effect. Yeah, looking forward to that. Dream on the, the latest ESPN 30 by 30 venture. And it's it's going to be great. And and I'm looking forward to checking it out because, I, I mean, I, I wasn't as close to a lot of those individuals as you were, but I'm quite familiar with a few of those names and and folks. So again, looking forward to it. And, and remember Catch uh, 98, which is on the uh, Tennessee Lady Vols and their perfect season is uh, coming out in the next week or two. So wow. they're having oh, wow. a premiere. They're having a premiere in Knoxville, I think next week. I think 21st is the date I remember, but keep an eye out for that because you're going to want to watch that. If, well, if you're, if you're a basketball fan or if you're a Lady Vol fan, you're going to want to watch that. Absolutely. With no further ado, Wednesday scores, Thursday schedule, JP, The Rundown. Let's do it. This is The Rundown. All right, uh, quick update on the U.S. Open. As we stand right now, there are five atop the lead at three under. Callum Terran, David Lingmurth, Rory McIlroy, Joel Damon, Andrew Novak, uh, the first four Already shooting 67 today, Andrew Novak is through nine holes. Uh, Aaron Wise was at three under. He finished with a 68 uh, today. Scores baseball from yesterday. The Phillies over the Marlins, 3-1. to D-backs over the Reds, 7-4. to The Braves, yep, 14 in a row, 8-2 to over the Nationals. Brewers, 10-2, winners over the Mets. The Pirates uh, bested the Cubs, 6-4, to and the Padres hung 19. Sorry, Teresa, on the Cubs, 19-5, to the final there. Uh, the Sounds get a win over on the river, 8-4. <laughs> it's a long show, Teresa. Hang in there. Uh, Stanley Cup final last night, game one, went into overtime. The Colorado Avalanche, the uh, home team, the Western Conference champs, they defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are searching for their third consecutive Stanley Cup championship. 4-3 uh, the final there in overtime. On the schedule today, Padres and the Cubs uh, should be underway at this point. I believe they had a 120 first pitch. Uh, Phillies at the Nationals tonight at 6.05, and the Brewers and the Mets at 6.10. The Braves are off, so that streak is intact for another day. And then Game 6 of the NBA Finals tonight, Warriors at the Celtics. Uh, this will be, uh, excuse me, Game 6. I think I said that, maybe said 5. But Game 6 tonight on ABC, Golden State leads three games to two. This one in Boston tonight. That is your rundown on this Thursday. Neglected to mention, JP, that 8-4 sounds win was in 10 innings last oh, week okay. over there at Autodome Park hey. in Memphis. The Padres are up 3-2 on the Cubs in the bottom of the second. No shock for Teresa there. And, um, JP, you yes, may have noticed as you were reading through the rundown, today I am Anonymous Blobfish. Ah, yes, there you go. I hadn't looked. Anonymous. Yes. Uh, now you've got Anonymous Meek. Anonymous mink, mink. Mm -hmm. So yesterday it was yesterday it was chinchilla. Today chinchilla. it's chinchilla. It's anonymous mink. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a nice uh, long neck. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a good look. Sturdy. <laughs> so when, when we come back here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, we will be going to Coach's Corner. And on in Coach's Corner, we will have Spring Hill baseball coach Paul Lamb. So stay with us. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back, Main Street Sports today on this Thursday edition coming up. Uh, at around 3 o'clock today, we'll be joined by Vanderbilt AD Candace Story Lee. Looking forward to that. Also, our daily Braves conversation still to come and plenty to get to. But uh, we've got uh, Mo Patton, of course, and Miss Teresa Walker in today as our special guest host. Um, Some would call this a uh, maybe a Hall of Fame sandwich. And um, there you go. <laughs> Uh, but we do go preps to pros, Mo, and uh, very proud of that. Cover a lot of things, um, and uh, that includes our next segment. I'll let you introduce our guest. It does. Um, visiting with us here on Main Street Sports today on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill, our friend Renee Hart and her folks, keeping you well fed. And, um, I've, I've managed to be well-fed without getting over there. But, JP, we have been remiss in making that trip across. It's been um, too long. Yeah, absolutely. Too we long. need to remedy that real mm-hmm. soon. 
maybe we'll even take our next guest with us. Um, there you go. Yeah. Paul Lamb, Spring Hill baseball coach, and more recently coach of the 8U Coach Pitch Mules, and he's got the battle wounds to to show for it. Um, All over. He, he, he is the coach pitcher <laughs> for the mules. How, how does one get nominated for that? Is that like catching used to be the, the last person that didn't step back, or how, how does that work? Uh, the the other first off, thank you all for having me on um, the other dads that helped me assist me on the team. They will all tell you that none of them want to nor really can throw good enough BP to give us a chance. We uh, we let some of them try out and we kindly said, OK, you go to first, you go to third. You guys do a great job. But, um, you know, it that's where it comes in. I mean, I throw literally every single day of my life. So it was just natural that that was going to be the position. And it wasn't that bad when they were seven, but now that they're eight, getting a little bit older, a little bit stronger. Now it's becoming a little bit more of a uh, issue getting out of the way, so to speak. Exit Velo. It's climbing <laughs> every day. <laughs> Have you considered an L screen coach? Uh, yeah, we're, we, we've got enough, uh, land here in our backyard that we just put in a cage and now we're working on putting in an entire infield and I've brought home one of our old L screens and fixed it up that we don't use at our facility anymore. And it's already helped save my life more times than not. It's, it sounds like you've taught Lake a little too well. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he's trying we talk about going back up the middle a lot and he sure listens well so <laughs> you gotta love that um paul I, I appreciate you um allowing us to do the article that is on the website right now mainstreetmurray.com on your um youth league coaching um adventure i guess yeah. and and i JP and I were fortunate enough to to get to come out to a recent practice, and I was just amazed at, you know, the way you present things to those eight-year-olds is very similar to the way you present things to your 18-year-olds at Spring Hill High School. And I think a lot of folks would think that the kids at that age can't take it in. Clearly, that's not the case with your guys. Yeah, and I think it's all about, you know, the guys in the field and just like at the high school level, at the college level, at the pro level, you got to read each and every team. But, I mean, we're fortunate to have a good little group of athletes that want to be out there, that want to play. And I could tell after the first time I was with them that they could take me not only being loud and, you know, some would say hard, but, I mean, you know, coaching them literally the same way that I do the high school team and – I think it's helped them in their development, um, you know, not just doing the whole just being really soft and everything with them. Just, you know, as many of you would probably attest, the old Little League coach with jean shorts and a Marlboro hanging out of his mouth pointing towards home back in 83, you know, <laughs> those guys were tough, you know, and now maybe you take away the Marlboro, you take away the jean shorts, and I think way too many coaches don't want to be – be hard on these kids because society is telling us not to. And then 
you're not necessarily always being hard when you're just demanding that they respect you, respect the game and respect each other. And, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. Well, and, and I think in that situation, Paul, one of the most important factors is your parents apparently don't see anything wrong with it either that you're, they're allowing their kids to be coached. And, yeah. and I think that's vital in that realm probably. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And we were very upfront and I told all of them at the beginning, I'm like, look, you know, this is not only something that I'm doing in a volunteer capacity. This is something that I do as a career. So, you know, my way of doing things may not be like anything that you've seen three years prior, if they started playing at four or five. And, you know, we've got such a epidemic going on of youth sports is just out of control right now. It really is. Um, it, some would say, well, you're saying it's out of control, but you're also contributing to the monster that, is out of control and I could see that side of it as well. But I think with me being in the career choice that I am, that I can try to at least make sure that I'm doing my part to keep those kids safe and to keep them enjoying the game. I just and, felt and, like, Oh, go ahead, Teresa. I'm sorry. Well, as a parent, Paul, one of the things that has kind of struck out at me is that most kids want to have boundaries. They want to know exactly what the expectations are and what you're asking of them to do. How are you finding that as, in your position as a coach? And I, I think that's one thing that they have been so, you know, they've been so happy with. You know, I had one parent come up and tell me that, you know, simple manners at home have improved so much. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big yes sir, no sir guy. You know, it never fails that when we have new players coming to the high school team, they get to say, yeah, once. And I'm usually okay with it the first time. You know, I will repeat yes, sir, until they say yes, sir. But they don't know. And now these kids at eight years old, you know, when they go out to a restaurant and maybe that waitress sits down, you know, their drink and their water or whatever, and they say thank you and yes, ma'am, and, you know, please and all that. I mean, that – means so much more than turning a double play at 8U or hitting the ball in the gap at 8U. I mean, that's, you know, it's cliche and all that, but we're trying to teach them so much more. And the boundaries that they are giving, hopefully they can take that with them to fifth grade, take it with them to high school, take it with them to their freshman year of college, their first job. And it's not cliche to us. That is why we're, why we do what we do. Paul Lamb, our guest here, Coach's Corner, presented by uh, From the Heart Cafe. And, Paul, one thing I noticed at, at practice was the the pace of practice uh, with these young guys. And um, as Mo uh, talked about with you earlier about the way that you coach them, any difference in pace and, and uh, that type of way you hold practice from the high school kids? No, honestly, no. And once I made the decision to – to do that, I've never backed off with it. If I tell my high school guys and I tell our young guys that if I don't bring the energy, how can I expect you to? If I don't go home from practice, whether it be the high school practice or the youth practice, literally how can I expect them to, to give me everything that they have? I mean, I'm physically exhausted at the end of every single practice. I really am, and I don't feel like if I've – if I've not given them everything I've gotten, then I shouldn't not feel that way. 
So, you know, it's it's full tilt, it's high energy, it's nonstop because baseball is boring, very boring to a lot of people. So, you know, when they're not just having to stand around and they're constantly moving, to me, it makes them want to play the next year. And that is our ultimate goal is to continue to want them to play. You know, I've coached some summer league ball, not nearly to this level, but that's always been my thing. If they got better and they want to play the next year, you've pretty well done your job. And and I'm sure that all of the eight U mules will be playing next year as well. Paul Lamb, coach of the Spring Hill baseball program. Um, state championship coach, Paul Lamb, by the way. So again, I really hope those parents and those kids appreciate the the resource that they had at their disposal as far as that goes and and we certainly appreciate having you on with us here on coach's corner presented by from the heart cafe thanks for your time paul thank you guys appreciate it all righty hey when we come back here on street sports today we're going to tap into Teresa walker's tennessee titans minicamp knowledge so stay with us Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931 388 5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. JP, alongside the Hall of Famer, 
resident Mo Patton, and our special guest host, also a Hall of Fame. And she's got a sweater to prove it behind her. Um, <laughs> Teresa Walker joining us. You can see it clearly there. And uh, um, Teresa, when you walked away earlier, Mo actually had a comment about that. What was it, Mo? No, no, I was just saying you 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 can't you can't hide it, man. It, it's it's she's she's a show off. She knows it. I mean, I I don't blame her. I, if I had one, I'd show it off too. I don't. Sorry, so. sorry, Mo. I, I figured hey. content was key in in this, so I had to throw you under the bus there. Oh, it's okay. It's not the first time. I'm used well, to it. The fun thing about this is, you know, the, the the Predators, when I was voted in and it was announced, they put it up on their scoreboard. Now the team, you know, it was <laughs> it was a point of the year where the team was on the road, but they tweeted it out, put it on the scoreboard, tweeted it out. And then they sent me this. And just for journalism ethics issues, you know, I did double check with my editor and I made a donation to the Predators Foundation for the price of the jersey personalized and a little bit more just to be safe and you know protected so and and yeah when i got back from japan i took it to go get it framed guys i didn't get it back until like february mm -hmm. after i got back from la at the super bowl because it took them yeah between supply chain issues for the framing to you anyway i finally got it up and yeah i'm showing off were, were you I mean, were you checking with them to make sure that it hadn't been mislocated? Yes. <laughs> you darn right I was. It's like, you know, and it's, uh, I'd check every, you know, like every few weeks. I'd call, it's like, what's up? And they're like, yeah, we still don't have it. And then it became, well, the per our framer would quit. Oh. And we're training a new framer. Blame the framer. And, you know, I was supposed to have gotten a little bit <coughs> Old of a story. coupon. Or a, for, yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to get a coupon for the delay, but I never got that. I'm just glad I finally got it. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, <laughs> Teresa Walker with us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Teresa, you mentioned in the um, top of the show about it being, as Buster Poindexter would say, hot, hot, hot out at um, Titans Mini Camp. But besides that, what what have this first few days been like? You know, we had um, we had John Glennon on a couple of days ago, following his article on Traylon Burks and his medical situation, I guess. Um, are things improving with him from what you've seen? What what What's going on out there? Well, let's put it this way. He was unavailable at the two days of minicamp, okay? So what that entails, sorry, my, my light is there in the background, so we'll try to, we'll go this way. Uh, he's, every time I go, yeah, I just need to stick my big yes, head don't right. Don't worry about it. it don't worry about it. Yeah, We're good. good. Sorry. Okay. He's not available, but he at least last week, to, yeah, last week the assistants talked to us and Rob Moore admitted he's got asthma. So I don't know why this was so tough for them to admit. Uh, you know, lots of people have asthma and, you know, he was seen with an inhaler at the rookie minicamp. But, you know, Rob Moore told us yesterday that he expects him to be ready for training camp. Now, what that means, we're going to have to wait and see because we thought he'd be ready for the OTAs. So, uh, you know, but right now he's learning. We keep being told he's being he's doing everything he can do without being on the field. Now, here's the good thing. You know, he was he was drafted. It's like, OK, this is the guy that's going to have to replace A.J. Brown. The good thing is Robert Woods, a guy who tore his left ACL on November 12th, was out there at every OTA that was open to the media. He was there for both days of the minicamp. And he was not just doing individual stuff. He was doing passing drill stuff with the yellow non-contact jersey. But 
The fact that he's doing that at this stage of his you know, uh, recovery and rehab is amazing. Now, he wouldn't put a timeline on his return, but at this moment, guys, I have him as the number one receiver for this offense. Traylon Burks is number two with a question mark because we've got to see it. I mean, that one video snippet that the Titans tweeted out, uh, you know, the, the, the first week of the OTAs, it was the ones that were closed to us, um, you know, of him throwing, catching a long, long ball in Tannehill for a touchdown. That was nice. That was four weeks ago. And we haven't seen a whole lot of him since then. So, uh, you know, lots of questions, lots of mystery. Uh, but at least we know that the asthma thing has been answered. Uh, but what's keeping him unavailable, we don't know. Kind of like with Jeffrey Simmons. You know, Jeffrey Simmons was among the veterans who were back for the mandatory minicamp, yet he wasn't on the field. Uh, you know, he's in the building. He talked to us. I mean, if a guy's injured, and Terrell Williams, the defensive line coach, told us yesterday he's healthy, you know, and he talked to us. Usually an injured guy doesn't talk to us, right? Um, and, 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 you know, Jeffrey Simmons made it very clear that he's got a team. You know, his uncle is Jason Hatcher, who played 10 years in the NFL, and he, that's on his team, helping advise him. He's without an agent at the moment, according to the NFL uh, Players Association website. Jeffrey said that, you know, that, well, if he's signing with somebody, that might be coming out soon. So uh, he's got two years left on his contract. The Titans picked up his fifth-year option. It's fully guaranteed for next year, $10.7 million, which will all count against the cap next year for the Titans. So there is reason to think that maybe by the time we get to training camp, there might be a contract extension announced for Jeffrey Simmons, uh, you know, it, it, based on all the signs that are pointing that direction right now. Jeffrey Simmons said if there's contract talks and he's planning on being here at camp. So, you know, that counts as drama, though, for this team. Right. They're coming off a 12 and six season and number one seed in the AFC. Uh, Derrick Henry, guys, by the way. Foot's good. Foot's real good. And the big thing about him, it's like, okay, if the foot's good, well, the hair's down. He literally let his hair down from the ponytail and had the, uh, you know, had his braids kind of swinging out there. You know, wow. he was, so, you know, I, I, I always feel for the guys who have the long hair and worry about somebody coming along and just yanking it and grabbing it because it is part of the uniform. You can tackle a guy by grabbing his hair. Uh, I just don't know if you'd want to do it to Derrick Henry. So uh, the, the, <laughs> The key is this. The Titans will report on July 26th for the start of training camp. God, it's going to – it's like, God, that's a Tuesday. It's like, that's early. I'm used to Thursday, Friday. This Tuesday is going to really upset my NFL season body clock there. But, you know, they're, they're going to be ramping things up. You know, the NFL and the NFLPA worked out. They're, they're kind of – I think they've extended the ramp-up period before they finally get into pads. And I think the hope is to help with uh, soft tissue injuries. You know, and if there's any team that would like to stay healthier this year, it's going to be the Tennessee Titans. They had 21 guys go on IR last year. And by my count, there was 15 who they brought back. Uh, the NFL made a change this year. There's no longer unlimited return from uh, injured reserve. Uh, you're going to have to be a little choosier with who you designate to return. You're limited to eight for a season. So, you know, if that, that had been the Titans last year, you, you know Derrick Henry in the playoff game. So, or you would have had to be really, you know, Titans would not have won 12 games last year without the unlimited return rule. It's just that simple. Teresa, we talked about um, 
Traylon Burks and and his impact on the on the passing game. Another guy, though, with some local ties, Josh Malone apparently is showing up or was showing up during minicamp. Um, this is a guy who's been around. He played at Station Camp. He played at UT. He was at Cincinnati. Uh, this guy got a shot. I right now I have him as my uh, fourth receiver on this group, guys. Woods, Burks, Nick Westbrook, Aquino, because, you know, for an undrafted kid out of Indiana, all he does is, is be where he needs to be and make catches. And Josh Malone has made some nice catches as well during this offseason program. In fact, yesterday, Rob Moore said he was ecstatic with what he's seen from Josh Malone, a very underrated, under-the-radar kind of signing when that came through early in the offseason. But, you know, he's like, if he can continue this when the pads go on, uh, it sounds like he is he's on his way to earning a roster spot with this team. So it, it's funny that, you know, he coming out of college, there were a couple of guys locally that I thought would be really nice to have on the Titans roster. Josh Malone was one and uh, the other Zach Cunningham. And now they've got both of them on their roster, which is really kind of fun to watch because it's it's so unique. And that's the fun part about this whole situation is you just never know what you're going to get from somebody. And, uh, I, I, you know, Josh Malone, he's 6'3", okay, 203 pounds, I think they're listing him at. And so he can go up and, and get something out of the air. And then we've seen the physical violence uh, that, that uh, Zach Cunningham brings to the table. You know, Zach has been one of the veterans who was training on his own this offseason, but he was there the last couple of days for minicamp. And, you know, it, it's, it's going to be fun to watch both of these local guys, local college products anyway, uh, kind of come through. And, you know, you, you mentioned Malone. You know, he, he started at Cincinnati. He had a couple seasons with the Jets, uh, played four games last year with them. And it's like, not really sure what didn't click, but this is a guy who has, you know, one career, yeah, one career touchdown pass. That, and it just seems like, you know, that's the thing. Sometimes fit and being in the right spot with the right offense, the right quarterback can mean so much. And, you know, no, no offense, but he was at Cincinnati pre-Joe Burrow. And he was in, in, in New York. Well, I mean, come on, look at the Jets. We know what they've done the last few years. <laughs> Uh, Teresa Walker is uh, joining us uh, for the entire show today, by the way, not just a feature here, but we, we had to talk Titans, of course, uh, while we have her today. Uh, Teresa, I'm curious, you know, the the feeling of, of this Titans team with the disappointment of last year, obviously the whole draft thing and, and, um, and, and Brown gone, it, it still, to me, all of that seems to have kind of washed away and it feels reset and to me, now granted, not all, I haven't been paying that close attention, but it feels like they're kind of reset. Derrick Henry, you talked about, is healthy. And things just, eh, they kind of seem okay. Is that, is that a, is, am I off on, on feeling this way? No, JP, and this is the fun thing. You look at some of these power rankings in the offseason, and there's been a couple that have had the Titans down at 16. Yeah. I, I have seen a couple of people put them up at 11. It, 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 this team, this will be my 26th season covering this franchise. It, this is how it is every year. Mm -hmm. This team has to go out and prove it on the field. And, you know, people writing off the defense, well, Harold Landry's not going to match what he did last year. That was his best year. He's going to fall off the map. 
He now has a healthy Bud Dupree on the other side from him. Bud Dupree told us uh, Tuesday, you know, he was asked, when was when did you feel healthy with the knee? He tore his ACL December t- uh, 2020, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and he was on the field at the start of the season and later told us that pride got in the way. He was trying to show that he could be ready for his new team. When did the knee finally feel good? The playoff game in January. So he now is finally truly healthy and a bit motivated because everybody looked at him and it's like, well, he didn't help T.J. Watt. That was T.J. Watt all on his own. Well, T.J. Watt, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, uh, Harold Landry up front, and they like the mix. They're young at cornerback, but they like what they've got. And, guys, Roger McCreary, uh, there's a, I think we're going to find out very early this season why they drafted him in the second round out of Auburn. And by the way, Derek Mason stopped by an OTA a couple weeks ago to, mm. you know, kind of watch things over there. And a guy he, he coached at Auburn last year and got to say hi to him. But uh, it, it's this this is a defense that I think is going to have a chance to be better. You know, they're not, you know, Kevin Byard said early this offseason they want to be the best defense. And they've kind of backed off that a little bit because, you know, but they, they make it very clear they want to be better than last year. There is room for improvement there. The offense massive room for improvement. They finished fifth in rushing. And I think, you know, 20th or so in points. I'm, I'm trying to think back. They were fourth in, in points scored in 2020 when everything was going well with a healthy Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry doesn't have to run for 2,000 yards again. But I think people are forgetting he led the NFL in rushing when he broke the foot. Yeah. You want to know, guess where he finished the season while not playing in any of the final nine games of the year? Top 10, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was ninth there you go. with 937 <laughs> rushing rushing yards. So it's like they don't they don't need him to lead the NFL in rushing. He just has to be, you know, Derrick Henry. And I'll say this: my theory is that they have better targets for Ryan Tannehill to throw to. Chigaquanquo, the kid, you know, top 40 time for tight ends at the combine. Austin Hooper. Uh, you know, he's a guy who's, you know, become quickly working on chemistry with Ryan Tannehill. And then you add Robert Woods, uh, you know, all these other guys. Traylon Burks is going to have to, yes, he's going to be measured against A.J. Brown, you know, the entire season. But, you know, and, and yeah, Ryan Tannehill, he's a little bit more vocal out there. You know, he, he, he's, you know, one of the things I think about, he talked very openly about how driven he was on the, uh, you know, how bad that playoff loss hit him. Well, I don't think he's leaving stones unturned. I think he's telling guys exactly what he wants, and he's making sure that everybody knows what is expected. And I'm curious. I I do think this team's going to win the AFC South again this year. And then, of course, you know, like Mike Vrabel was asked yesterday, what do you expect from, you know, to this year out of this team? And he's like, get in the playoffs and then win. And that's, that's the standard that they have set for this franchise right now. Mo, it sounds like uh, somewhat addition by subtraction. One thing I kind of took out of that, although the math may be a little fuzzy, but you know, you think you lose something, but you it may end up being better. Um, but uh, but two, it's interesting. Ryan Tannehill. So you can see a change, a difference, Teresa, in what you've seen in how he's going about. Uh, I guess being a leader following last year. Is that is that what I'm hearing? 
A little bit. Yeah. Now, this is a guy who has been a leader. He's yeah. talked to guys on the field and things like that. But, yeah, the, uh, being a bit more vocal, yeah, you can notice that. And, I mean, he's also a little loose out there. I mean, you know, okay. I, I saw a great snippet of video from Emily Proud of uh, WKRN Channel 2. And, you know, she's like, is he teaching him a TikTok video? <laughs> you know, he was talking with some receivers and stuff. And it's like, you know, he's moving around. But, you know, he's been here. He, he took a lot of rap for not being at the first couple of weeks of the offseason program. Program. And, you know, but he also worked out on his own this offseason with Des Fitzpatrick down in Florida, you know, a kid who's trying to make this roster, you know, so it's like people don't always see everything that goes into, you know, into the hard work that's going on. But, you know, Ryan Tannehill knows and Ryan Tannehill is a competitor who wants to win. I just think he's more driven than ever. I like that. Teresa, but- I got to ask you before we I, I got to ask before we get away from this, do you feel like some of that is intentional from the heat that he took for not being here early on and for the I don't need to be a mentor little dust up. No, no. I mean, you know, he's addressed it. He's, you know, I don't think that that I think that was everything outside. And I think he had a hard, easy time tuning that out. I think this is he wants to win. He knows he's lost the last three playoff games that he started. He wants to win in the postseason. Uh, I mean, if you know, if you're a competitor, if you're an athlete, and he is, that's what you want, and that's what they're playing for. Yeah, like that, Mo. Got to. Like yep. Hey, um, when as we continue here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint, it's that time. <laughs> Fourteen, and the only thing stopping them from extending the streak tonight is there is no game for the Atlanta Braves. So we're going to talk about how we got here and, and what's next when we come back. Stay with us.